0: New Thinking Aloud is a nonprofit endeavor. Your contributions to the New Thinking Aloud Foundation make a meaningful difference in our ability to produce new videos. Thinking Aloud. Conversations on the leading edge of knowledge and discovery with psychologist Jeffrey Mishlove. Hello and welcome. I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. Today, I'm going to be with my co-host, Emmy Vadness, and we're going to introduce the meditation, which is also being released today, the Tonglen Meditation. Emmy, many of you may know, lives in St. Paul, Minnesota. and Now, I'm going to switch over to the internet video. Welcome, Emmy. What a pleasure to be with you.
1: It's a joy always to be with you, Jeff. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, we'll be talking about the Tonglen meditation that you created. And I suppose. I give credit where credit is due to begin with. I believe it's a Buddhist meditation and it was recommended to me by uh, a New Thinking Allowed viewer named Jim Roach, who I met at the Near-Death Association meeting last summer in uh, Washington, D.C.
1: Yes, and this was a dovetail with a project that we are exploring as well.
0: It is because it was in the context of, in fact, when I uh, met Jim Roach on, on that occasion, I was talking about an idea that I have expressed previously to the viewers on this channel that we could begin to work with our viewing audience to develop A focused attention and and at the time my focus was reducing gun violence and it's probably useful to say right off the bat that the meditation never even mentions gun violence, which I think for uh, today's purposes or our present purposes that that's just fine because I view the, this tonglen meditation as a basic introduction before people get into even more specific approaches and uh, i understand you were already familiar with this style of meditation
1: i am familiar with it and tonglen meditation tonglen means sending and receiving or giving and receiving in the tibetan language and it's a way for us to help others reduce their suffering. And at the same time, true to its name, when you practice this, not only are you helping others reduce their suffering, you're doing the same within yourself. You are, because initially you're cultivating a sense of loving kindness and compassion, care, attention, and really acceptance of another individual or a group. And the way that I, Design this particular meditation is is that you do that with yourself first so that you can get some practice because jeff most people in my experience and i and i have definitely been in this camp and it's it's Im- improved tremendously in the last few years but most people have a very difficult time being present with themselves without judging themselves or being harsh or critical. And we need some of that because we, we want to strive to be better people in, in most cases. But a lot of times people are feeling shame or guilt from maybe some past unresolved trauma or grief or um, a way they view themselves. And so I began this where people can first turn toward themselves with a compassionate heart and then get a feel for that to then, in turn, do that with others.
0: That's so important. I know for a long time, going back to the early in-presence monologues, I have been encouraging people to practice the art of loving themselves unconditionally, which means no matter what anybody else ever said, did, or felt, or thought with regard to you and no matter how you say, speak, feel, think, or or act with regard to yourself.
1: As you know, we tend to judge others to the level that we can judge ourselves. And so if we're not being kind and loving toward ourselves, we're not gonna be kind and loving to others and and hence thus the world we live in, which is why you want to embark on this project of decreasing violence toward ourselves and violence toward others because when we can be more kind to ourselves we can be more kind to others and of course if a, those listening have done something that you maybe have felt shame about or guilt if there's something that you need to forgive yourself about or make amends or write a situation in some ways absolutely listen to that it doesn't necessarily mean that you always accept everything you did per se although that can come in time but to accept your feelings and emotions about yourself in the context of those situations and then over time you can be gentler with yourself and i i think that's how we've gotten into this place with uh negativity um being unkind and all the way to violence is because people can feel very separate and alone. And I I do think that love and compassion may be the most unifying aspect of our consciousness. And as we practice this, uh, I I think most people will discover that they can feel a greater sense of that connection.
0: And then the meditation goes on after one has established a, a peaceful inner center a loving compassionate sense of oneself it goes on to incorporate mentally the the pain of the world or the pain of another person and i know for some people they may not feel ready to do that for some people, this may be a step too far and and I think I would encourage any viewer who feels that way that you're you're not ready to even in a meditative practice try to heal the pain uh, that's outside of yourself then don't listen to your intuition and wait until another day
1: right so in the meditation it's uh initially cultivating that sense of loving kindness, then directing it toward yourself, and then selecting, if you wish, someone else, a person, a group, a community, or maybe all beings everywhere, and select whomever you'd like to focus on, and you can send healing energy toward them, or you can bring their suffering into you. Um, And that's why it's good to have done those other phases initially, so that you feel that you are in the state to really transmute that suffering to allow it to dissipate so that it's you're not really bringing it into yourself and that you will stay there, you're being a catalyst for it to transform and into that you know moving from suffering to compassion really
0: and that's the key, and it seems to me when enough people begin to engage in such a practice, the world can change.
1: Absolutely, and it's interesting because when I first started learning energy healing, we were taught to, to keep your aura separate from other people's auras or energy fields and to be really careful that you didn't take in any of their, quote, negativity. However, I think that you know this, Jeff, better or just as much as you know other people who've been in this field as you have for so many years that we're all really feeling each other all the time <laughs> but we may not fully recognize it and you know that's a, it's an interesting question of what's mine and what somebody else's really because we all are interconnected and so by assisting others we are helping others but we're also helping ourselves in the same process
0: that's the essence i think of the meditation practice
1: So, Jeff, you have listened to it with me today. How was it for you listening to that meditation?
0: Well, frankly, it was wonderful. You did a fabulous job creating the meditation, but the experience of it for me was exactly what I was aiming for and being able to offer it to our viewers. And actually, my feeling is I would like our viewers, those who are interested, to Practice it on a regular basis. I consider it a foundational exercise, and I'm pretty sure that the more that people practice this tonglen meditation, the the more they will be able to experience compassion for themselves, unconditional love for themselves, and the more they'll be able to function as as a healer of the world.
1: Mm, I love that. Well, I believe you're a healer of the world, Jeff, and I know, having listened to your in-presence monologues and the various presentations you've given over time, that you have been practicing this on your own. and I believe you've even mentioned that when you can't sleep at night, sometimes you will naturally slip into this form of meditation.
0: Well, I didn't know about Tonglen meditation myself until several months ago when Jim Roach Suggested it as a possibility for something we would do on the new thinking allowed channel, but i've always felt that anybody who's seriously on a spiritual path will discover that natural healing ability is part of the path if if you're on uh, on a mystical spiritual journey, healing will sooner or later become part of it, and so i've often. Done that. As you say, if I'm awake in the middle of the night, I'll think of, well, who can I send healing to now? And, but the Tonglong meditation is a little different than just sending healing. It's incorporating the pain of a person or the pain of the universe, their suffering into you and healing it, transmuting it essentially within yourself and then sending it back out. And, and I do think. It does require that the the person engaging in that practice needs to feel a strong sense of compassion for themselves to begin with. You're not going to be able to send compassion to others until you've understood how you can feel compassion for all the painful places within yourself.
1: Right, because we tend to judge not only ourselves but others and Compassion is really the antithesis of that and unconditional love and unconditional acceptance is the antithesis of judgment. Of course, we need discernment that it doesn't mean that just anything goes on how people behave or treat themselves or others, but it's being able to move into that place of more understanding of ourselves and understanding of others that people are behaving in ways or having experiences based on many factors and to recognize that most people or maybe everybody is really doing the best they can. And also, as you know, there's many consciousness studies, experiments that show that we can impact each other, what we perceive as the material or physical world through our thoughts, our consciousness and our intentions.
0: In fact, it was just a few weeks ago, as I recall, that we released your interview with Lynn McTaggart in which she described a series of uh, many experiments, I think as many as 40, showing that individual and and group intention has a measurable impact in the world at large.
1: Right, right. and She found that even if it was thousands of people or a small group, whether it was in real time of some type of target, if you will, they were trying to impact, or if it was asynchronous that, or if it was local or quote, non-local, that the effects were still consistent with how that impacted uh, what the focus was with that intention experiment. And so, I think it's very beautiful, Jeff, that you are embarking on creating more of this content for New Thinking Aloud and for people in general, because I think a lot of people feel frustrated and sad with the direction the world is going in from our environment, to the political realms, to just your own home environment or community. And people want to make a difference, and sometimes people just get apathetic or frustrated or even can get more sad or depressed or start having their own anxiety of feeling like what's the use how can I even make a difference and so what we're embarking on here I think is giving people tools and opportunities to to make a difference in a positive way not only for others lives but your own life as well and that you will likely feel better by you know embracing this
0: One of the things I learned long ago, back when I was a criminology student, is that people who are behaving badly in in the world are actually themselves suffering. So by helping to alleviate the the suffering of people we might normally in our day-to-day lives not feel much affection for, uh, actually we're helping to make a better world
1: right and again we don't have to necessarily agree with all of their actions you know people somebody might be listening and thinking you mean i'm supposed to feel compassion for a murderer or i'm supposed to feel compassion for a rapist and you yourself who have worked with individuals who have engaged in those behaviors you have said that they're humans just like the rest of us and well you can speak for what your thoughts are. On that. <laughs>
0: Well, first of all, we're all interconnected. That's that's what quantum entanglement suggests that every particle that was once interacting with another particle remains interconnected with it. And and we were, every particle was interconnected at the time of the Big Bang. So we're all interconnected with everything. And, uh, that means the idea of, of separation is something of an illusion, a very powerful, uh, illusion, but, uh, it's been known for a long time by mystics. For example, John Donne, the Renaissance poet, uh, famously wrote, you know, when you hear the bell tolling, don't ask for whom it tolls. It tolls for you.
1: Meaning that,
0: well, when the bell tolls for a funeral, every time another person suffers at some deep, deep level of our own psyche, it's it's also suffering as a result. And it's a funny thing for me to say, because I think of myself as just about the happiest person I know. But nevertheless, y- you know, we, we are all subject to, to the pain of the world.
1: Right. And the more that we can heal that suffering, the pain, and support each other, the more that we may have less of those dark places in our own, I suppose you could say, collective consciousness.
0: The reason, ultimately, the reason that we're releasing the Tang Lung Meditation video which will be released today, and that we're talking about it now is because I hope that from our large viewing audience, hundred over hundred fifty five thousand subscribers at at this point, we will develop a a core of people who are ready, willing, and able to engage in this practice with the intention of helping on many many levels. But eventually, we'll be looking at gun violence specifically to heal the world.
1: Beautiful. I am so grateful to embark on this journey with you, Jeff, and everybody who will be partaking with these beautiful efforts.
0: Emmy, thank you so much for working with me to create the video and, and for all the many, many things you do for the New Thinking Aloud channel. You are uh, an indispensable part of what we do.
1: My pleasure, Jeff. and. I am so grateful to be aligned with you and thank you for bringing out the best in me as well.
0: And for those of you who are listening or viewing this conversation, thank you for being with us because you are the reason that we are here. I imagine that by now many of you already realize that in conjunction with White Crow Books, we've just launched the new Thinking Aloud Dialogues book imprint, and our first title is Is There Life After Death? New Thinking Aloud is a non-profit endeavor. Your contributions to the New Thinking Aloud Foundation make a meaningful difference in our
1: ability to produce new videos.